Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Convictions and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. Don't you just love fall? It seems as if this season especially affords us the opportunity to use so many of our senses. Our eyes are able to behold the beauty of the scenery unfolding around us. Every day, God reveals another backdrop for us. The leaves are changing, and even if the clouds seem to cover the sunshine, we know it's there because the almanac records the time of the sunrise and the sunset. Even in cold weather, our ears partake in the burbs chirping every single morning, just as the sun is rising. But more, if you're like me, you're privy to the conversation of the kids around you as they prepare their coveted Christmas list and wonder if they're being too ambitious or too modest. Our taste buds are being tantalized as restaurants and cafes like my favorite, Starbucks, roll out their holiday menus. I have friends and cousins who are simply in love with pumpkin anything. For me, give me any flavor of hot chocolate from Starbucks and an instant smile is brought to my face. Our noses are being teased as we sense the holiday upon us. How special will this Thanksgiving be? Perhaps your family didn't have the opportunity to gather last year, and you know that this year's gathering will be bigger and better than ever. And if you close your eyes, you can smell the turkey, the dressing, and the desserts being baked in what is sure to be a feast prepared for royalty. Finally, our sense of touch is being renewed because while we understand that the threat of COVID is still with us, we can at least be hopeful that as more people are vaccinated and continue to receive their booster shot, and now as our children are vaccinated, we can shake hands, we can hug, we can comfort, and we can remind each other that there is no greater gift than the gift of presence. Yes, there is something to be said for the season that we have entered. This season of Thanksgiving, and that is why I have done my best to adopt an attitude of gratitude. Several years ago, I began adding gratefulness to my morning routine. And each morning, I write down three things that I'm grateful for to remind myself that while I may be facing adversity or heartache, I can always find a reason to be grateful. I encourage you to view Thanksgiving 
not just as one day, not just as a month or even a season, but as an attitude and a lifestyle. If you do your best to live in gratitude, you will often find it hard to dwell in negativity and to wallow in self-pity. Look around you. Take an evaluation of your life. There is always a reason to be grateful. Even as I speak, you should be able to recall three things in your life for which you can give thanks. Beginning today, I challenge you to write down three things for which you are grateful. These do not have to be things of grandeur or things that are that deep. They can be small things. Every morning, of course I'm grateful for my life, my health, my strength, my parents, my home, you, my army, but I want us to be grateful for the little things, to really evaluate how blessed we are. Let me give you an example. This morning, I'm grateful for, number one, Hallmark Christmas movies, 24 hours a day. It affords me the privilege of tapping into Christmas joy at any given hour during the season that is particularly hard for me right now. Number two, M&M fun size packets. Because even though I might eat three or four packets in my mind, I've done really good because I only eat one packet at a time. And number three, the person at Fontaine Blue Hotel in Miami, who over five years ago told me to combine my salted caramel gelato and chocolate gelato. It's been a combination that I've been doing ever since, and it brings me pure delight. I mentioned this one because I had a salted caramel hot chocolate, and it is genius. When we begin to tap into gratefulness, our minds will automatically respond in kind, and our perspective on many things in life will begin to change because our entire nature will understand that we have chosen to change our outlook, to be more positive, and to be more hopeful. It is my prayer that you will join me on this gratitude journey. I promise you, it will be life-changing for you. And this is the perfect day for you to begin. It will be a fresh start for you. Last month, as I was thinking about the many reasons why I had to rejoice, I remember being grateful that I had never been abused in any way, not physically, not mentally, not emotionally. But I couldn't help but think about the countless women and men who have been and who still are victims of abuse. As my heart began to bleed for those souls during Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I also began to think that our attention to domestic violence and abuse definitely needed to extend far beyond a month. We are such a vocal people regarding so many issues, but when it comes to cycles of abuse, we are too silent. For centuries, abuse has plagued the human race but it has especially been a staple of the black race. Beginning with slavery and continuing after slavery, black women have been the recipients of the worst kind of abuse from the hands of people who felt they own her body to people who promised to love and cherish her. 
In an even worse kind of abuse, the mind of so many are abused when it is controlled to the point that it begins to accept abuse as a normal part of life. What we think, we become. When a person is mentally abused, then they also become emotionally abused because their heart is bruised every time an evil thought is absorbed as truth. As I began to reflect on the issues plaguing our people, I realized there are a number of people who are suffering at the hands of abusers and their scars may or may not be seen. We have often encouraged the victims of domestic violence to break the silence regarding their abuse, to seek help in desperate situations. But I truly believe that with the level of abuse taking place among our people, it will take more than just the victims breaking the silence. Those of us who are witnessing the abuse must also break the silence. If we are witnesses to abuse and remain silent, then how much better are we than the person inflicting the abuse? This is why we must consider all abuse toxic to not only the victim, but to the community and to the race. If we witness mental abuse, emotional abuse, or control, and we sit idly by, what role do we play? Is it not our responsibility to also break the silence, thereby helping to break the cycle? Many psychologists and researchers believe there is a cycle of abuse that includes four parts, building tension, the incident of abuse, reconciliation, and calm. While these stages might look differently in every case, there are enough similarities that the cycle can be identified in each case. Once the cycle gets to the end, it repeats itself. I am certainly not saying that in every single case, those of us on the outside can prevent abuse from occurring, but I am suggesting that we begin to share the responsibility. We cannot just depend on the victim to break the silence. We too must break the silence. And if we notice the tension being built, we need to say something. If we realize abuse has occurred, we need to try our absolute hardest and best to get our brother or sister out of the situation. We can't wait until death happens. We also can't continue to walk away or step aside and believe that it's not our problem. When we have statistics such as 45% of black women and 40% of black men who have experienced intimate partner violence of some kind, then it is our problem. We are beyond the point of needing to say something. We all have a responsibility to educate ourselves and break the silence because it may indeed save a life. In many cases, we don't break the silence because we have been taught to be silent. Our generational teaching may lead us to believe that things left unsaid are better unsaid. Things unseen should never be unseen and cycles that have always been in place should remain in place. While there are some who subscribe to the notion of generational curses, and who believe that if one sin or plague cursed a previous generation, it will continue to plague future generations, I do believe in patterns or cycles if education does not take place. 
Patterns will be repeated if we do not understand why the patterns are taking place. It is important that we begin to help the current and future generations become aware why decisions had to be made and why certain circumstances seem to have been prevalent during a particular day. Context gives story relevance. I cannot judge a decision without first knowing the setting and the characters that were involved in that decision. So it may seem that someone is plagued or cursed by financial ruin. However, if given proper context, one might understand that the generations before them actually made the best decisions given the circumstances surrounding them. We can give patterns for what they are, and then we can begin to either learn or unlearn from those patterns. What new knowledge do we have? What can we take from the generations before us and couple it with the information that we have now and turn that into a wise decision? How can we create new cycles or new patterns for generations after us to follow? Deuteronomy 30, 19 reads, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and thy seed may live. We are all faced with blesses and curses, with life and death. However, God has given us the power of choice and we have the power to break anything that will bring a curse over our life or anything that will bring death over our life. Every day, we can choose life. We can reflect on what has come before us and take the good and use it to choose life. We can learn from the lessons of our past and break any cycles that won't propel us forward. We were never meant to repeat anyone else's mistakes or our own mistakes. God desires that all his children would live abundant lives. Today, I encourage you to break whatever cycle is keeping you bound from choosing life over yourself and your seed. Choosing life means taking the power you have and understanding that the enemy will attack you at every turn because he has no desire to see you win. We are in the final stretch of the year. Within the last 60 days, how will you respond? Are you going to sit back and succumb to what has been presented to you this year? Are you going to give up and say, well, I'll try again next year? Or are you going to be determined to make this the absolute best year of your life? What I love most about God is that he is not bound by the time constraints that we let govern our lives. If he promised you something in 2021 and it hasn't happened yet, then just because it's November has no bearing on him at all. What have you done toward making that promise evident in your life? God will always do his part, but with every promise, God sends instructions. Have you followed through on your instructions or are you waiting on God to do those too? While we may have to break the silence, break cycles, we may also have to break some chains in order to make 2021 the best year of our lives. If you are choosing life, 
you must also speak life into your life. What chains are holding you hostage? What chains are keeping you in place from moving forward in life? Is it the chain of a broken marriage? Is it the chain of a lost job? Is it the chain of disappointment? Is it the chain of a lost loved one? Is it the chain of waiting? Is it the chain of a lost season in life? Is it the chain of sickness? Is it the chain of depression? Is it the chain of uncertainty? We all have chains we need to break, but each of us have to break our own chains in life because we have been equipped with the necessary tools to do so. Isaiah 10 and 27 reminds us that the burden is removed and the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. We have that same power. Where is the anointing in your life? Tap into the anointing and break the chains in your life that seem to have you bound. God would not have that any of his children be in prison or be chained by anything of this world. He came that we would walk and live in freedom. Your freedom is yours for the taking. Break the chains in your life. You have the power because it is your right as a child of God. Today, I don't want you to focus on the end of 2021. I want you to focus on the today of 2021. I want you to use every single day of the rest of this year as an opportunity to break silence, to break cycles, and to break chains. I believe by faith that this is still the best year of your life. What will you do with that declaration? Are you going to sit idly by while God has intentions and promises waiting to be set in motion over your life? There's a fresh start waiting for you. And today is the perfect day for you to grab hold over it. I can't wait to see all of the breaking that is about to take place over the army. I can't end this show without giving a special shout out to all of my devastating divas and sorors who are in town for the 55th National Convention of Delta Sigma Theta Incorporated. I can't wait for this sea of red to take over my city. While we were supposed to gather back in July, one pandemic can't stop a show. And I am so grateful for this bond of sisterhood that has been a part of my life for the past 18 years. A special shout out goes to my home chapter, Decatur Alumni Chapter. I can't wait to experience the joy in our sisterhood all weekend long. As you prepare to gather with your family and friends, I extend a very heartfelt, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. We will spend the holiday serving the community, serving our family, and of course, being grateful for God's many blessings. I encourage you, to do the exact same. Before you go, I'd like to pray for you. God, thank you so much for the people in my army. Help us all to break the silence, to break the cycles, and to break the chains that keep us in place. We know that we still have the ultimate victory in you. Help us all to make this year the very best year of our lives. Thanks so much for watching. Happy Thanksgiving, and I can't wait to see you next time.
Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, anytime is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time. Thank you.